You're listening to The Parking Podcast. Views and opinions are my own. This episode is brought to you by Tez Technology. Since 2011, Tez has developed innovative text-based mobile solutions designed to streamline operations, increase efficiency, and improve overall customer experiences. My personal favorite is the ability to pay for parking and tip right from my phone without having to download an app. Tez has a multitude of solutions that are on the leading edge of the industry. Learn more at teztechnology.com. Hello, Parking Podcast listeners. This is Stephanie Rouse and Jennifer Hyatt of the Booked on Planning Podcast. Given your interest in a subject tied closely to urban planning and design, we wanted to share with you the Booked on Planning Podcast, a show where we interview authors of planning and urban design books like the episode with Donald Shoup in Season 1, Episode 19, covering the high cost of free parking. From transportation to housing and everything in between, I'm sure we have an episode or two that will pique your interest. Check out Booked on Planning wherever you listen to podcasts or head over to the website at bookedonplanning.com. The Parking Podcast is brought to you by the International Parking and Mobility Institute, the world's largest association for professionals in parking, mobility, and transportation. Learn more at parking-mobility.org. Welcome back to another episode of the Parking Podcast. With us today is Russell Wyant, EVP of Product and Technology at Tez. How are you doing today, Russell? I'm very good. Thank you. And I really appreciate you having me on today. Yeah, thanks for joining. And uh, as I like to begin every podcast, you're now in the parking industry. I know it hasn't been too long, but uh, tell us uh, how you got into the wonderful world of parking. Yeah, for me, it's new. I've been with Tez for about two years now. Um, and this is my first uh, job here in the parking industry. I, I come from a networking telecommunications background um, in the tech industry here in Dallas. That was kind of where you went, you know, if you got out of college and say the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of where you always started, uh, mm-hmm. telecom corridor, all that, right? Uh, but, you know, we're, what we're doing is, you know, technology-based, it's all cloud-based. This is pretty much common across almost every industry now, right? Uh, the, the technologies applied, you know, in the really high-tech things like telecom are are being applied everywhere now. Mm. I mean, do you remember when you got first got pitched on Tez and you thought, were you like, wow, there's a parking industry? Was that a shock or you were pretty familiar with some of the products or kind of what, how, how did that come about? Yeah, actually for me, uh, not quite an unexpected as far as that there was technology jobs in a space like parking. Now, obviously, my eyes have been open. There's a ton going on here. Uh, it's really, really interesting stuff. But at first, you know, it, from the outside, you know, parking seems pretty simple. You know, put a car, <laughs> move a car. Yeah. Uh, really kind of unaware of what was going on in this space. So uh, I got introduced really by meeting Ken, you know, coming into Tez. Uh, and then from there, kind of getting the introduced to the entire ecosystem. Yeah, and I, I go to the gym and my buddy, he's a... He's a, a cattle veterinarian, and and he was saying he was at a conference in Vegas, and I have another friend who's uh, was at a conference in New Orleans, and I'm just realizing like things you never think about. There's a conference, there's an industry for for everything, and, and parking's one of them. So, of course, now you're with Tez, you're the EVP of Product and Technology, and to me, this pretty groundbreaking uh, firm. I think they were one of the first to do the, the text to park and some of the scan and tap to pay other ways to pay beside the app. Of course, you guys have an app, but 
uh, the valet, all kinds of things you're into. So what's that like? It's pretty, pretty big, uh, company. What's your day to day like as, as a product and uh, technology executive vice president? Yeah. So a lot of meetings, um, in general, um, as, <laughs> you know, as, the, as the title says, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, responsible for the, um, product, product management side of things, as well as the technology mm. side of things. So in the mornings, a whole lot of meetings with the development team, you know, talking over what we're doing, what we're working on, being sure, you know, all of our schedules are aligned. We're getting the products out to our customers, you know, on our commitments. I mean, in the afternoons, a lot more focused usually with, with the product management side, right? Talking, you know, talking about what we're working on next, um, talking to customers. It is, it is an outwardly focused job uh, to some degree, you know, really with product management, if you're not talking to customers, you're, you're, you're not talking to the right people. Yeah. Um, so we're trying to do as much of that as we can. Yeah. I, I like to think I have a creative side and one of the happiest jobs I ever had was kind of, it was a small company. So of course everyone did everything, but it was taking ideas from the field, from your customers. And sometimes they had the best ideas and you'd be like, that's actually pretty cool. And then I would literally like use Microsoft paint to like <laughs> map it out, draw it and, and word and send it to my developers. And, uh, but I, that's a lot of fun uh, talking with your customers and developing products. And one of these products I got a glimpse of, I want to hear more, but I was at MPA, uh, where were we? New Orleans a few uh, months ago. Heard a lot about the Tez lens. So very exciting stuff. A lot of people talking about it. So explain to our listeners, what is Tez lens? All right. At our at the base, uh, Tez lens is Tez's new reporting and BI solution. Right, we have a wealth of data, as almost all companies do, mm -hmm. and we're finding ways, you know, to present that to customers in a way that that helps them run their business better, helps them optimize their operations, you know, ultimately help them drive new revenue. So uh, we spend an awful lot of time kind of going through the data we had, learning how we're using it internally, and now we're. Doing, you know, going outward uh, to to our customers and saying, you know, let's let's partner with you uh, to to get this information over to you as well, so that you can start using it, you know, in a way to better drive your business. Right, and so, is it just Tez data, or like if you have a an integration with with someone, are you pulling in that data too into your analytics, or is it more with just the data that Tez owns or manages? Uh, we have about five different internal data sets we're working with. But we are connecting with a number of external data sources yep. that enhance that information. So, you know, payment for riders that we use, we can go out to them and get a whole lot more information about, you know, the transaction we have, um, all the add-on information that might be useful for our customers to, to know in that context. Uh, but that's that's the most obvious ones. Uh, yeah. But beyond that, there's many others. So I have probably a list of about 10 different external data sets that we're going to connect to eventually. We're mm -hmm. about halfway through that list. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at this pretty holistically. It's not just, you know, here's some Tez data, uh, yeah. you know, you can, you can use this in a way, but it's, it's really enhance it with every bit of information we can, um, and get a more, much more holistic view about what's going on, you know, within the, within the industry, within your operations, all of that. Yeah. And if some of our listeners have been hiding under a rock and haven't been following, uh, Tez's success the past few years, maybe they think, oh, I use Tez for Valet. They they're a Valet technology company or they do text apart, but. You guys do a whole lot more, I think, right? Enforcement, monthly part. Talk about some of the the products that Tez has that, you know, when we're talking about lots of data you guys can pull from. Yeah, there is quite a bit of information, as you said. Um, obviously, we start off with SMS Valet, right? That's our, our our key product where we kind of entered the market. 
and we, then we expanded over into text to park. So we got uh, transient parking, but there's also permit to park. You know, looking at monthly parkers, we have enforcement. We also integrate with a large number of, of say, parks providers. So we have information about how, you know, the TES systems interact with them as well. So really, if you look at our, our footprint, right, it's across the entire country, uh, which again makes this data really interesting because you can see trends, you know, through cities, through through states. You know, coming out of COVID was really interesting. Uh, you know, the changes in traffic patterns, a lot of information we have that's that's incredibly insightful, right, into what's going on both in the industry, uh, within, within, within the company and even across the, you know, the entire country. Yeah, absolutely. And so how do you guys, is this like a, a dashboard? Is this like, how do customers kind of manage the BI, the the data, the tools? How does that present it? Is it like a, like a smart dashboard that's been popular in years or, or kind of what's this product look like? So yes, uh, we've got a new, a new portal. So tez.io and we log into that, you know, get our customers set up and, you know, we obviously have reports. We can go and get your regular tabular reports for deposits and all the, all the information you need to have, you know, for accounting and all that. But there's a whole new set here that's very different from what we've offered before, which is around interactive dashboards, um, drill throughs, all of that. So you can, you know, we can go in there, we your show, say a dashboard that shows the overall performance of your locations. You can filter and click very easily on, on just about anything. Um, mm-hmm. It's much more interactive. You can really explore and dr- dig into the data in a way that, that you, you know, was impossible in the, the reporting that Tez used to offer. Yeah. And I work a lot with different cities and universities. It's what I've kind of been my focus the past 15 years. And, and all of them are asking for the smart dashboards data. Um, we've, we've talked about the, the trends of of smart parking and smart dashboards. I've heard you've mentioned the term data-driven organization. So uh, talk a little bit about that. I know that's a buzzword that's important for companies. What does it mean to be a data-driven organization and how can you guys help parking operations become that? So yeah, the data-driven organization really means you're using data strategically within your company, right? both for setting the overall company goals, but really for understanding what's going on and if it's done properly, done well, it's driven throughout the entire organization, right? It's not just the executive team sitting around looking at dashboards, making decisions, but it's everybody in the company having the view of the information they need and using that to drive their day-to-day decisions so that there's you know better decisions made across the board. I love that. And I love, like you said, the transparency where everyone's in, uh, in on it. And I, I used to work for the contract with the city of Louisville and they had this like I forgot what it was called, like Open Louisville or something where their goal was to just give all the city data from all departments, police, parking, transportation, bus, healthcare, into one smart dashboard where any citizen can log in and say, how safe is this street? Which street is most likely to get a parking ticket? You know, Just all kinds of cool things that everyone had access to that they can make decisions or, or or pull stuff to better their own companies or families or anything. I thought that's really cool. And I think I think you're spot on. We're giving that access to all users to help a drive an organization. We start off with a project really around just reporting, right? The the Tez solutions. We as we mentioned previously, we got a number of different solutions. The reporting is a little little disjointed in the legacy platform, right? Where you can go get a report here, but you go to over here to get another report. And customers will come back and say, hey, this is great information, but I need this and this and this together. So that was the original reason that Lens started. Let, let's go make our reporting better. However, while doing that, the first thing you have to do is go go get your data, uh, get it clean, get it set up, get it get it in a place you can access it, 
Really, it was a, ended up being a, a large data project. And then from there, you know, before rolling it out to customers, before building the full reporting solution that we eventually uh, got to, we started using data internally. And that's where we started using it again at, at the executive level first, understanding, you know, we're seeing, we're seeing increased sales over in this region, you know, what's going on. Uh, previously, we'd, we'd have an idea that, well, these basic things happen, but we couldn't answer the, the, the follow-on whys, right? Why is that happening? Really drill into it. Is it, is it just increased sales? Is it uh, recovery from COVID? Is it, you know, weather? You know, what, what exactly is going on that is driving, say, good or bad events across, across the overall, you know, um, business? So we started using the, the tool internally quite a bit more in order to drill into that, that type of stuff. And then quickly realized as we pulled in more and more data sets, uh, internal data sets, external data sets, that this information was great for everyone, right? The accounting team needed more information. The support team needed more information. Implementation mm. needs more information. You know, information. And we just really pushed, pushed the, the solution, you know, again, getting back to the data driven, pushed this whole idea, you know, all the way down within the company. Um, yesterday, I was working, walking through the office, walked by the support team, and every desk had lens open. Right, working with customers either with internal data sets to, to figure out something going on or, or looking at their actual customers oh, to help them with something. That's so, awesome. We'd love to see that. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting really to get the, you know, to get it fully embedded. And that's where it's realized that, hey, if we can do this internally and this is helping us this much, now we can turn around, help our customers with the same information that they probably have, you know, needs in the same way that we do. Yeah, it probably saves your team a lot of time too. Cause I, you know, I've been a user of different parking technologies and so many times I'm emailing a project manager for that for that technology company. Hey, I need a report that shows me, you know, how many transactions we average on a rainy Tuesday. And it's just there's just been all kinds of stuff that normally you have to someone has to take time, get with IT, run a custom query, put in a Jira ticket. So now now it's something that the customers are able to do. They have it at their fingertips because you guys have put that data out there through Tet's lens. And uh, parking operators are so much you can do with that with budgeting with um predicting how you know is my garage normally fills up when it rains or when the baseball team has a game on this i need this many staff members there's I, I don't know there's so much that parking operations that are looking at data and managing it properly can improve their operations 100% yeah from that question it's very clear you you and i have lived in the same world you even mentioned mm. opening up our jira tickets to go get more data for customers right? <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you kind of, there's a stat you know since tez lens the jira custom queries have decreased by 72% so oh, that's awesome wow well done to to you and the and the team for for pulling out that is it pushing out that that creative product and how can uh, is there like a, a way listeners can get a demo of that or, or see what that looks like? Maybe I can post some uh, screenshots to to give listeners an idea as they're listening to the podcast. Uh, yeah, well, actually, we are updating our website right now to have a little bit more information on there, some screenshots. Uh, but probably the best thing to do would be reach out to, to Tez. Um, we'd love to you know uh, walk you through it, show you what we're doing. All, all of our our team is again <laughs> fully focused on 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 Lens, has access to it, and and would you know love to show it off. Yeah, absolutely. And what is the best way while we're on this topic? What's the best way to get a hold of Tez? A website, LinkedIn? You know, I could put all that information in the show notes, but just what do you have for us? Okay. Uh, we'll definitely follow us on LinkedIn, uh, do quite a bit of posts there. And then I think, yeah, directly out to our uh, our uh, sales team. 
Uh, what's next? I know, again, it's hard to think about what's next when you're rolling out a product right now that's pretty uh, pretty advanced and fun, but is there anything else Tez is focused on? Kind of what are your concerns? What are you excited about as far as product and um, and technology with Tez? Yeah, so when we mentioned the the hard part about Lens was getting the data where we needed it, right? Getting it clean, having proper data governance, having you know we we have PII information we need to be sure we protect, uh, we security that we need to do properly. So a lot of work has been done in the back end to get our our data kind of back to that data driven organization. That's really step one, right? If you if you have mm-hmm. data siloed and it's not you don't have good data governance. None of this really works. Mm. So we spent the last two years, you know, doing or the last year, two years I've been there, uh, doing that kind of work. Uh, what's exciting now is, is I got I've got to the fun part, right? I now have uh, clean, usable, interesting information. And again, going back to the whole parking industry, what's so cool about this information is it's incredibly actionable, right? It, it's it's actually people doing things that, that you know, we have information for. Yeah. Uh, so step, you know, the next step really is looking sort of to the future as opposed to reporting on what happened, right? A whole lot, I want to look at doing a whole lot more predictive analytics, right? Uh, what if analysis, you know, if, if a property operator changes their operations in certain ways, changes prices in certain ways, you know, what would that do for their business? Mm. We want to offer a lot more of that in the tool as well. Yeah, um, we were looking at just, just the other day, a garage was whatever, it's a, a dollar an hour, whatever, for parking. And they were thinking about, making a minimum of you have to purchase two hours you have to purchase four hours like blocks and kind of it was kind of hard to figure out what that would do to revenue by by just changing rates you know something simple but uh again i think having these being able to pull the data you need when you need it um is super exciting so well done and and uh, excited for the future at tez and i like i've been asking this recently throw you for a loop here but uh, if you can give advice to someone entering into the park tech space, um, kind of just from your past two years learning the parking technology space, kind of what what would your advice be to someone new in the industry? All right. Well, I'd say obviously the the first part of uh, any advice like this would be just stay stay humble. Right. You're coming into a new industry. There's a lot going on there. Right. There are a lot of sophisticated actors here. Again, it seems at its face to somebody outside the industry, right? You know, relatively simple, right? As parking garage, parking places. But there is a lot of technology involved in the industry. Uh, there are a lot of people who are have a lot of really exciting visions about where it should go and what should be done. Uh, so what obviously, you know, stay humble and then just learn as much as possible. Uh, I obviously run product management at a parking company without a parking background. So that's challenging, except I have a phenomenal team of people who really know the industry, right? People who have been operators, people who understand exactly what is going on, uh, why customers do what they do. Uh, so, you know, find people like that, work with them closely, and then, right, talk to people in the industry. Trade shows are great. Uh, you know, IPMI, NPA, I really enjoy those shows every year. I uh-huh. have a ton from going, you know, a ton from talking to the customers. Just just get, get, get plugged into what's actually happening on the ground because that's what the technology is here to support. Mm. I love the humble. I, I've... I've had people that have come in from other industries and it was always, this is how we did it here. You're doing it wrong. This is how we should do. This is how I did. This is instead of kind of saying, you know, kind of taking a moment to breathe, to, to observe, to ask questions. I, I'm much more likely wanting to work with, with someone like that than someone uh, taking the other approach. So well done. I think you're spot on. So when you're not working with parking data, parking products and technology, what do you like to do for fun? 
All right. Uh, well, I, I work a lot. <laughs> I will start with that. <laughs> that's what everyone says. That parking is fun. That's what I do for fun. That's, right. that's <laughs> what I do for fun. Um, although I do actually, I do quite a, quite a bit of. Uh, it's related as well, but I do a lot of uh, business analytics stuff. Um, so on the side, uh, I I teach at University of Texas at Dallas. Uh, I teach in their um, executive MBA program. So I teach a, it's a class called um, Managing IT in the Age of Analytics or the Analytics Age. And it's around, you know, BI, analytics, emerging technologies, AI, all that. So I spend an awful lot of time staying up, up to date on technology, what's going on in the field, what's new. You know, a couple of years ago, I spent a lot of time uh, learning about blockchain because that's where all the interest and excitement was. And now it's quickly moved over to generative AI. So spending a lot of time, you know, playing with that, learning about it, seeing how to apply it. Which of course is great, you know, being a technology executive in a parking company, wow. trying to figure out how we're going to pull those things into our company as well. Wow, that's amazing. Do you get any questions or deal with like Chat GPT, or do you have any ideas of how that? I don't know how businesses can use that and for their parking operations, or is that too uh, is that too out there to answer right now? <laughs> oh no, it's it's right around the corner. I uh, mean, the, you know, if your development team isn't looking at using generative AI, you know, to to augment what they're doing, then they're you know, then you're you're already falling behind. Yeah. Um, same thing with data, right? A lot of what we're looking at now is how you can get these you know these la large language models to to help answer questions. So, right, I give it a nice clean data set. Like you can turn around to it and say, okay, you know, show me the top 10 locations that, that grew last month. Um, and then, you know, kind of explain why. And it's, you got to be careful, right? They, they, have a pro they have a problem with hallucinations. They sometimes come back with this craziness. But pretty quickly, you know, they can drive a lot of fairly interesting insights. So, Man. yeah, this is coming and it's coming very, very quickly. And uh, we should all be paying attention to it. Man, yeah, I, I'm not ashamed to say that I have dove into it realizing what a great tool it is. I mean, it's like anything. Write me a parking article about the importance of sustainability and it, bam, wrote something. And then you can use that as a template. You know, don't recommend just copy pasting that, but that's amazing that pretty soon you'll be able to tell your parking technology, um, you know, hey, how busy do you think this garage is going to fill up tomorrow based on the past seven Fridays? And it's going to, this is just wild to think about what's coming. So, man. Well, uh, thank you, Russell, so much for joining the podcast. Thank you so much to Taz, who's a premium sponsor for the Parking Podcast. Shout out to Andrew Sherstad and, and Catherine, uh, some of my favorite people in the world. And um, thank you so much for, uh, for, for playing along today. Have, have a great week. Yeah. Thanks very much for having me. Quite enjoyable. This episode is brought to you by Parker Technology, the customer experience solution of choice in the parking industry. Parker's solution puts a virtual ambassador in every lane to help parking guests pay and get on their way in under a minute. Parker helps capture revenue, provides better customer service, enables your staff to focus on other on-site tasks, and keeps traffic moving, all according to your business rules. With the Parker solution, you'll also enjoy access to real-time call data and recordings. Learn more at helpmeparker.com slash parkingpodcasts. Just wanted to drop a quick word that we have some really cool t-shirts and other merch for sale that help support the podcast and make you look really, really cool. Check them out at parkingcast.com slash swag or click the link in the show notes.
This episode is brought to you by RiseTech. RiseTech's Verge data analytics and reporting platform delivers a powerful management solution with integration to your existing technologies. I've actually seen this and it's pretty cool. I hope you check it out. Learn why some of the largest cities in the United States, such as New York City, are using RiseTech to solve their parking and transportation challenges at risetechglobal.com forward slash parking podcast. This episode is brought to you by Pave Mobility. Pave Mobility is the leader in automated parking enforcement. Pave installs fixed LPR cameras at no charge to you or your operation. Pave then captures parkers who did not make a payment or are not on a credential list and sends them a notice in the mail. Learn why so many asset owners and operators are switching over to Pave at pavemobility.com or you can just message me. I'd love to get involved and personally help with your account. 